This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, You say, The Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is unfair? Or rather, are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity that he committed that he must die. But if he turns from the wickedness he has committed, he does what is right and just. He shall preserve his life, since he has turned away from all the sins that he has committed. He shall surely live. He shall not die. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your love are from of old. The sins of my youth and my frailties remember not. In your kindness remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Thus he shows the sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice and teaches the humble his way. Remember your mercies, O Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for those of others. Have in you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterward changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave him the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Kevin, we are opening up the month of October with the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and there are a few notable dates that I want to mention that are coming up this week. We have on October the 2nd, the Memorial of the Guardian Angels. And you know, we all have a guardian angel, but sadly, we don't all take advantage of the help that is available. So we keep that in mind and say thank you to our guardian angels. And uh, then on October 4th is the Memorial of St. Francis of Assisi. Now, he is a favored saint among many Christians, both Catholics and Protestants. And there are a lot of parishes that have a Blessing of the Animals event at the parish, and it's a ceremony where folks bring in their pets and they get a special blessing. Exactly, right. Yep. And then coming up here, on the, it's the first Saturday of October every year. It is the Rosary Bowl. And if you've never been, it's really, it's a wonderful day. It starts out with a morning of confession, and then we have Mass and the Rosary and the Divine Mercy later on in the afternoon. It's a beautiful day. Yes, very much so, isn't it? Bring your family, bring a lunch and plan on Bring some friends. Yes, exactly. Uh, so anyway, I want to then talk about the readings here, and I, what I found was a theme that's running through our readings this weekend, and it's the theme of It's Not Fair. You know, this is a continuation of the It's Not Fair complaint that we heard last Sunday in the parable of the vineyard workers. You know, most of us have a skewed sense of what is fair and what is not fair, and that's subject to how we or folks close to us are affected by a particular set of circumstances. And as we dig into these readings, we're going to find out that it's really not God who's unfair, but rather it's the way that we respond to God. <laughs> Funny how that happens, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually with that fairness, I think that sets the stage for some of my comments today. And and I thought it would be great to talk about fairness and something that we all understand in the context of, say, a parent-child relationship. Um, have you ever heard your child yell, that's not fair? <laughs> yeah. We might have heard that before. I, and I really think what they're usually saying is, I don't like the standards you're imposing on me. And while the child may not understand at the time, you know, the parent has the foresight to see that these standards are good for the child and are beneficial to the child. And that's, I think, that uh, much like with our relationship with God, that's what we don't see, right, that God does see. Now, Obviously, parents are fallible. Sometimes the criticism is justified, but we need to remember that God is infallible. So when we complain about displeasure with God's laws, you know, we have to be willing to embrace the fact that it's us that are wrong, that's wrong, not God. And so I really think that this first reading here sets up a great template on how 
to be docile to God's teachings. And it is a process. It's a journey, you know, but the words here, when it says in the first ring, turn away from wickedness, do what is right and just, you know, preserve your life and you will surely live. Those, that's the template for us to go ahead and live just a beautiful, joyous life under God's laws. Exactly. Yeah. And Ezekiel directs the focus of fairness insofar as how it applies to eternal life and eternal damnation. He he directs that back to our own actions in that those who commit themselves to sin will die and those who repent and turn away from sin will live. You know, in spite of readings like this throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament and teachings of the church fathers that clearly convey, they make it very clear the truth about hell is real and that people do go to hell. There are still those who make these ridiculous claims like, oh, God is pure loving. That's that's not ridiculous. That's true. And that God wouldn't send anyone to hell. Well, Okay, here's the crux. Uh, Those who are suffering from this delusion, they overlook one important fact. It's not God who sends us sinners to hell. It is the sinner who chooses hell. Once we grasp that concept, it is much clearer. We better understand what love is. Love requires that the beloved be given the freedom to consent or dissent. Without a choice, it's not real love. And so if there is a heaven, there must be a hell. Mm, very true. That's well said. And that actually, when we talk about that, that reminds me on how Christ gave an example of how we should live. And that's what we see, I think, in the second reading. And it really struck me with this one, really that terms here about how Christ, um, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God, something to be grasped, but rather he emptied himself. And so I was thinking, the question as I was reading that this time is, well, what is the purpose and reason for Jesus emptying himself and taking the form of a slave? And that led me down the little rabbit hole of, of uh, some Aristotle uh, <laughs> readings. And he says, Aristotle says, in order to know a thing fully and completely, in order to know its nature and purpose, we must know its cause. And there are four different subtypes of these causes, a material cause, a formal cause, efficient cause, and a final cause. And so I thought maybe just provide a little bit of example of applying that to a marble statue. How do we really know, say, the purpose or ultimate reason for this statue existing? Well, if you look at a marble statue, the material cause would be the marble itself or that, that, um, the, the substance, so to speak. The formal cause would be the structure and shape of the statue. Maybe something you'd say in the mind of the sculptor. What is that formal cause? What do I see here? Uh, The efficient cause is the actual sculpture himself or that agent that makes that change. And then the final cause is the actual finished statue itself. The reason for that statue's existence, which hopefully is beautiful and draws one upward to God. So when I look at this reading, I see, let's apply that to Jesus Christ in this reading. You have the material material cause, which is Jesus Christ's body, flesh and blood. You have the formal cause and who Jesus essentially is, both son of God and son of man, both that divine and human. The efficient cause, which you would think of as the agent, the agent is the alpha, the creator of the word. And then the final cause, the reason for, in this case, the statue's existence or for the reason for Christ's existence is to point us towards the final cause, which is the omega, the end, the consummation, the perfection 
and ultimately our eternal salvation. So that emptying himself of the reason for Christ's cause, his final cause is really to point us towards God. And I think that's the way I read this uh, this reading today. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and St. Paul also, he makes the plea, he says, complete my joy by being of the same mind with the same love, united in heart and thinking one thing. You know, those of us who want to be Christ-like, we are going to struggle daily with the cross of life. And this struggle will be a lifelong process. You know, kind of looks like this. You take a few steps, you fall, fall on your face, and then you get up. And that's the important part, that you don't give up. As discouraging and as hopeless as life may be at times, we have to do our best to just keep trying. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we're going to move into the gospel, and we have a beautiful father-son theme here, don't we, Carla? Yeah, we do. Jesus tells a story about two sons, one who at first said no, but later he had a change of heart and and, said, and, and did what his father asked. And then the other who at first said yes, but he later turned away in disobedience. So Jesus is telling this story to the chief priests and the elders of the people as a way of confronting them about their unwillingness to believe. They were so stubborn, so bound by pride and envy, that they refused to accept the message from John the Baptist. And even though they'd heard and witnessed miraculous events, you know, healing the lame, curing the deaf, restoring sight to the blind, they stubbornly refused to accept that all of this was from heaven, that John was ordained by God. This unwillingness to believe continues to play out today. And so many people are blinded to the truths that God has revealed. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.